Oh man, I'm over here in the studio singing country music and singing the song before us. It is play-by-play play here on KLEB. Hope you guys are enjoying your Thursday as much as we are here in the studio. It's a good weather day. And uh, we look forward to chatting with some football or chatting about some football, talking maybe some baseball, got some NBA to, to vent about a little bit later in the show. We want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Vince RV, located in Highway 90 in Booty. What about Southland Dodge and Homa? <clears throat> Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Reminder, Saturday, 10 o'clock, it's the Sports Corner presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts as presented by Terrebonne General Health System, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. It's the Sports Corner every Saturday on ESPN 100.3, but also here on KLEB. Also a reminder, join us. It's homecoming, y'all. Join us for homecoming night football South Lafouche taking on Morgan City tomorrow, pregame 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock. Tarpons taking on the Morgan City Tigers. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, <clears throat> Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A, is tomorrow night. Tarpons taking on Morgan City out in Galliano. Today's show is going to be a doozy. We've got in the next segment Stan Gravois for our Terrebonne General Thursday interview. We didn't do a show Tuesday, so we um, got to catch back up with Stan today. We'll chat with him about high school football. We'll chat with him about LSU and the Saints and everything in between. So we'll have Stan on in the next segment. We'll chat with him about, oh, 15, 20 minutes or so, maybe closer to 25 minutes. We tend to go long with Stan, but that's okay. Then after the noon hour, we'll break down LSU's matchup with Florida. We went deep into detail of LSU's defeat against Tennessee on Monday. Haven't really broken down the Florida matchup. I'll tell you why I think it's a game that LSU could be successful, but certainly they're going to have to play much better than what they did last weekend. Then after that, um, I don't know you, how much you guys watch NBA preseason. The answer is probably very little. But Russell Westbrook did some interesting things last night, some very interesting things last night that lead me to believe um, – you could play the circus music, dun, 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 dun. like you could go buy the elephants, you could buy the the clown makeup. The Lakers are going to be a circus this year. Um, I'll tell you about all of Russ's shenanigans in the later segments of the show. Twelve thirty, we've got Chris Dugat, Thibodeau High School football. He'll be his team will be taking on HL Bourgeois tomorrow. We'll chat with him about that. Then at the bottom of the show, we've got our betting picks, and we'll get out of here and send you guys on your way. Uh, but we open up today's show by giving you a rundown of um, really what we should be expecting to see tonight. There's some high school football action in the area tonight. I hope to in, uh, to attend a game tonight. It's going to depend on how much work we get done, how productive we are this afternoon. 
Um, but in the area tonight, we've got a big one, a really, really, really big one in our local 4A district and a couple of really, really big ones in our local 4A district. We've got Ellender hosting Assumption tonight at 7 o'clock over at South Terrebonne. Um, Ellender's 2-0 in district play, and Assumption's playing really good football right now as well. This is a big one, dude. Like, if Ellender wants to have an opportunity to get into the postseason – this is one that you know they need to have, and if they do have it, they're gonna you know like what their number says. Whenever we get to Monday, when we reset the numbers, the Patriots are athletic. The Patriots play good defense. The Patriots are playing with good spirit and good energy right now. I'm telling you, like a lot of folks are assuming that assumption is going to be heavily favored here. I'm not making that assumption. I listen to me. That's no pun intended. I'm not making that assumption when talking about assumption. That's corny and cheesy and a dad joke, and I was not intending to do that. Um, But I'm not ready to say this is going to be a runaway game. I think the Patriots could play with them. I think the Patriots have speed on the edges. They could combat assumption speed on the edges. And if Ellender could go the full 48 minutes, and this is a big if, if they could go the full 48 minutes without being self-destructive, without throwing that costly interception, without having that costly holding penalty or pre-snap penalty, if they could do those things, they could defend their home field and beat Assumption. I've seen both teams with my own eyes. They're very similar. Very similar. Assumption may be a little better on the offensive line than Ellender, but Ellender may be a little better at the edges. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. The, the Mustangs are trying to Get a big win. Ellender's trying to take care and do what they got to do. We'll see how it goes. That's going to be a big matchup. Also, we've got Vanderbilt taking on um, South Terrebonne. That'll be another big matchup. The The Terriers are locking horns with the Gators. It's an opportunity for Vanderbilt to try to stay hot and try to get a win over a South Terrebonne team that, um, I don't know, South Terrebonne's hard to figure out. Hard to figure out because, you know, some weeks they play well, some weeks they're a little behind. You know, it looks like a team that's – first-year coach and changing offenses. And some weeks they got it, some weeks they don't. The record doesn't look pretty, right? You look at the record, they're 1-5, and five, but they played close with some with some really good competition. You know, you almost beat McDonough 35, almost beat Hammond. But then you get blasted by Ellender, and, you know, the electric game was close. Like, it's hard to figure them out. And then Vanderbilt is in the same exact situation, right? Vanderbilt is, doesn't have a great record. <clears throat> they're just 2-4. and four. They beat Morgan City up pretty good last week. But then in the weeks past, it was a struggle. You get beat badly by Lutcher. St. Charles Catholic put it on you. Bell Chase puts it on you. E.D. White puts it on you. So how good is Vanderbilt actually? I would tend to say at home today they would be favored, right? I think that's fair. But by how much? How much are they going to get it by, if, if at all? And I think either way, tonight, whenever we leave that stadium, Marcelo Stadium out in Vanderbilt, we're going to find something out about both of those teams, and we're going to learn a little bit more about the puzzle that is our local 4A district. Because, look, we know in 4A that Lutcher is probably the best team. But then in between, just like that chase to try to be the runner-up is absolutely positively wide open. Absolutely wide open. So we'll keep our tabs on that, and we'll, we'll look and see <coughs> excuse me, how that shakes out today as we've got two matchups with the Patriots and the Mustangs and then the Terriers and the Gators, both of those matchups today will go a long, long way in uh, us figuring out how our local 4A district is going to shake itself out. 
Tomorrow we've got some good ones. We've got some 5A teams going out on the river. Uh, we got South Lafouche hosting Morgan City. And we can't wait to see how the rest of our local area scoreboard report is going to shake itself out. Um, but first, we've got, you know, like we said, the big matchups tonight. And then we've also got a middle school game tonight that uh, will be over at Central Lafouche, where we have, trying to pull it up right now and tell you, we've got uh, Raceland, who will be hosting 6th War tonight. That should be evenly matched. The Raceland Cubs are coming in hot, playing some good football. They're taking on 6th War today. So if you're a football fan, there are going to be games amongst our different levels at three different stadiums locally over at South Terrebonne. Ellender's playing over at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's playing over at Central Lafouche. Got a middle school game tonight. And if you're free and you're available and you don't feel like watching the NFL because the NFL game is going to be awful, um, go on out and support those boys. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Stan Gravois. It's our Terrebonne General Tuesday interview with Stan. We'll be chatting about everything happening in our area and beyond. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. If your business needs serious hustle, our internet has plenty. Switch to Rev Business All Fiber Internet with fiber optic velocity close to the speed of light. Sign up and get three months free and 30% off. Build your plan at letsrev.biz. Let's Rev. Whoever said you can't have it all, never had internet that could do it all. Switch to Rev. No contracts, no data caps, no nonsense. It's the high-speed internet you need. Build your plan at letsrev.com. Let's Rev. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first.
first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic childcare skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Play-by-play, play. we go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we have Stan Gravois. It's our Terrebonne General Thursday. We didn't have a show on Tuesday, so we'll catch up with Stan today on Thursday. Stan, good morning, man. How are you? Good, Casey. Everything's going well. No doubt, man. Look, we were just chatting off the air. Uh, two big matchups. We got a big Week 7 schedule, and it begins tonight. You got Vanderbilt hosting South Terrebonne. You got uh, you got Ellender hosting Assumption. Let's start with Vanderbilt and South Terrebonne. Uh both teams are kind of hard to figure out. South Terrebonne has some weeks where they play really close and lose close to very good competition. Vanderbilt has had some, you know, some stinkers, but then they're starting to play well. Two teams that don't have the records that they hope and are kind of hard to figure out. And I said in the first segment of the show, we're going to learn something about both squads tonight. Yeah, and listen, maybe internally they're hard to figure out from us looking at them, but I think, at least in the case of South Terrebonne, Externally, I think there are teams that are starting to figure them out and how to stop the offense because it just is not real diverse, right? It's only got a couple of guys that if you can really shut them down. Now, listen, it's tricky to shut them down, you know, but that being said, I think that those teams that have sort of neutralized Javon Ricks have have had a lot of success this year against South Terrebonne, and we saw in the last couple of games that we've had uh, athletic teams that could do that Vanderbilt is in a in a a situation where they still have something to shoot for, so to speak, related to the brackets. I mean, they're sitting right now where they would probably be the last team in that particular bracket, but they could still get in. And then they had a big win last week, and we always talked about whoever's playing Morgan City has that opportunity to maybe fix some of the things that are not going right. And I think that Coach Minton has expressed that they did fix some of those things. So, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one on a Thursday night. That's basically because the schools here in Terrebonne Parish have off on tomorrow and Monday, the public schools, I should say. So that being the case, they decided to play this on a Thursday night. There's this constant chase to see who's going to be the lead dog chasing behind Lutcher in our local 4A district and maybe even trying to overtake Lutcher before the year ends. The other matchup tonight in the area is Ellender and Assumption, and that's going to be a matchup of two teams that think they could be that that team. Assumption's playing good football coming in. Ellender's 2-0 and in district play. Jesse really likes what's going on there. That's a high-stakes matchup. You know, I was talking with Jesse earlier in the week. He said Ellender's only won a share of a district championship one time in the school's history. Um, so they recognize how big this is, a chance for Ellender to get 3-0. and I've seen both teams. I saw Assumption last Friday. I saw Ellender earlier in the year. They're very similar in size, very similar in make. That's going to be a good, interesting football game tonight out in the swamp. 
Yeah, you know when you you try and put your thumb right on what top of what Ellender's doing that has made them successful, and I think it's attitude. I think the kids are sort of bought in, and they have a good attitude, and they enjoy it. Now, listen, winning cures everything, and that's what they've been doing for the last three weeks. But in seeing them play against Terrebonne, I just thought that they had a super attitude on the sidelines. They picked each other up because they were not winning that game the whole game. They, you know, It was back and forth, and they didn't take control until late in the fourth quarter of that game. So I think that their attitude certainly is good. Unfortunately, they're sitting at around 35 in the PowerPoint rankings right now. Uh, there's no margin for error whatsoever. So if it is going to start, it's going to start tonight. And another unfortunate, and that's on a personal level, is that it's homecoming week. And I keep saying this as an ex-coach, I hate those homecoming yeah. weeks. Listen, I saw Jesse about an hour ago, and his voice is hoarse. And I said, man, you had a rough week talking to the kids? He said, no. He went coach a powder puff game last night because it's homecoming <laughs> week, right? So you have all of those distractions. Now, they did do the dance last Saturday night, so it's not like that's going to be a problem. And then it's sort of odd to have your homecoming game on a Thursday night, so maybe there's these things that won't get in the way. But uh, that being said, you know, obviously Assumption's coming off of a big win, and they feel pretty good about themselves, and they've not seen Lutcher yet. So it's going to be interesting to see how that game plays out also. So in 5A, we've got you know some Bayou teams that are going to be up against it. We've got Terrebonne going, and, and you know they're they're going to be hosting Destran. That's tough. Central Lafouche traveling to take on East St. John. That's tough. The one game that is Bayou versus Bayou is Thibodeau and HL Bourgeois. And I said earlier in the week, and I'm going to have Chris Dugas on later in the show, and I'm sure he'll echo this as well. If Thibodeau's thinking is, you know, all right, we've got to step down in competition. We're not facing a big, powerful river team. You know, let's exhale. They're going to be sorely mistaken because Bourgeois has a strong power running game. They run their quarterback a lot. They get off the field on third downs defensively. That was a game where actually I believe Bourgeois beat them last season. I don't know that the teams and the rosters are much different. But Thibodeau better be on their P's and Q's because if they're thinking that this is just a rest week before they get back to the grind, they're going to be sorely mistaken. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, Thibodeau has obviously played pretty good offense and not so good defense. So what's the key to beating them? Well, take the ball and just kind of run it down their throats. Uh, the teams that we see where Thibodeau is in the game, so to speak, where the final score is 42 to 28 or whatever, are those teams who are very athletic and throw the ball all over the field and they kind of have a fast-paced offense. That's not H.L. Bourgeois' M.O. this year. H.L. Bourgeois is not a throw-it-all-over-the-field kind of team. They could run it a little bit, and if they keep uh, the ball away from Thibodeau, quite honestly, I I could see them winning this game. I don't see, truthfully, I don't see H.L. Bourgeois running away with this game, like a, a big margin of victory. But I do think that if they play ball control, they can they can take this game and let, we talk about all these rivalries in the area. I don't I don't know if there's a bigger attendance zone feud than between Thibodeau and HL Bourgeois because it's really really blurry up there when you get to the <laughs> northern part of Terrebonne Parish and the I guess the what north southern if that makes any sense part of Lafouche Parish. There's some, you know, there's some kids who go to Thibodeau that sometimes we thought were going to go to HL, and there's some kids who go to HL that we thought was supposed to go to Thibodeau. So that that is a big rival game. 
<laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Look, let's talk some Nichols football. The Colonels are going to be back home. It feels like they haven't been home all season. Or they had just the one home game. They're taking on Incarnate Word, which is a very stiff challenge. And Incarnate Word has Nichols' old quarterback, Lindsey Scott, back there, who's having a great year. <clears throat> Nichols uh, got, excuse me, got their first win of the season last Saturday, and they made a quarterback change. They put Leonard Kelly in there, and he played really well. Now you got to slow down a whole different offense. It's going to be a big, tall test, but you know what? Emotions and, and everybody's going to be fired up. Who knows what might happen? That's going to be a fun one to follow on Saturday as the Colonels are taking on the Incarnate Word team. Well, I was extremely confident that they would win that game last week. Well, until until the end of the game, I was. Uh, it, that was a tight one. I didn't expect it actually to be that tight against Homer Christian. Oh, excuse me, Homer Christian. I'm sorry, against Houston. <laughs> Houston Christian, you know that's going to start happening, right? Homer Christian and yep. Houston Christian. Uh, but that being said, this is not Houston Christian this week. That's what's a little scary. I don't think that Incarnate Word is a uh, a juggernaut that can't be beat, but I think you're going to have to play almost a perfect game if you nickels to beat them. In some kind of way, you're going to have to figure out a way to slow down the Incarnate Word offense because they're scoring about 45 points a game. And Nichols hasn't been real successful with teams that have done that. So, it, yeah, it's going to be a tough one, but it is at home. And, two, I would not be surprised if quarterback play for Incarnate Word is not super, super great because I can't imagine, you know, Lindsey Scott holding his emotions in. I think he's going to be really emotional, and sometimes that doesn't play out for a good game for a quarterback. You know what's crazy is, you know, during his time at Nichols, Lindsey Scott was like, primarily a runner in 2021 he ran for almost a thousand yards and he wasn't a very accurate passer and he was doing more with his legs than his arm this year with incarnate word he's really not running much at all he's completing 74 percent of his passes got 27 touchdowns two interceptions something clicked there they've they've well you know led to something in, in in his arsenal changing he's a different player now it's crazy to see those stats yeah, and, you know, we're starting to hear that terminology of read, run, or read, read, run, or read, 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 run. And I think different offensive coordinators have different philosophies. And evidently where he's at now, it's like first read, second read, third read, and then you start thinking about running, whereas sometimes you play on certain teams where it's first read and then run, and that's it. You know, if you, if you first read wasn't open, or maybe that's just something that's built into a person and he's learned how to change that a little bit. Uh, but there was no doubt he had the tools. I mean, he could throw the football. He's, he's not a real tall guy or anything. So I, sometimes you just have to find that fit. God knows that Lindsey Scott has been around enough to try and find that fit that maybe he finally he finally found it. All right, so let's talk some LSU. The Tigers are going to the Swamp. They're taking on the Florida Gators. That's a big rivalry matchup. It's a rivalry matchup that LSU's been on the right end of for the last several years now. Read a stat the other day. It's something like 1,100 days since Florida's beaten LSU. Um, the Gators have been scuffling a little bit, but they've been playing a little better as of late. The Tigers looked like they were about to turn a corner and then just got the door slammed on them against Tennessee on Saturday. It's a more favorable matchup for LSU, maybe not facing a strong offense, but you are on the road, which is going to be tough. What are you expecting to see from the Tigers on Saturday? Oh, that's a tough. They have to get better on offense. Obviously, I don't think that's anything that you know you have to be real smart to know. They have to get better on offense. Defensively, I like some of the things LSU has done, but then again, you just mentioned it last week. I think it was a step back. 
My problem is, is I can't gauge it because, you know, you barely beat an Auburn team and how bad is Auburn? And then this week, you know, it even goes in a little deeper with players. And, and I know the kid that's at Alabama now, the Ricks, the, the, the cornerback who actually decided to transfer to Alabama, that guy's not even sniffing the field over there, right? I mean, he's, he's like somebody said he was third team. And then it makes me wonder about the talent level of the kids who are playing at LSU. Maybe it's not – I realize they throw these five stars, and I realize some of those kids are going to be terrific NFL players, and they are, you know, quite honestly, some of the best players in the world. But just that overall, to have that team concept of those guys has made me kind of scratch my head this week a little bit. LSU and Florida are the same to me. They're the same kind of teams. They once were the, you know, the top of the heat related to the SEC, and they're just trying to find their way back. I think whoever wins this is 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 definitely heading in that direction. I, I and you know we talk about LSU every week, and we do think that there's an infrastructure going over on there. And I don't care what happens the rest of this year. I've seen enough to know that I think Brian Kelly's figuring out some things, but I do think a win here makes that you know short, sort of that trajectory. On, on the graph go up a lot quicker than what it would otherwise and because uh, because the schedule just doesn't work out for lsu going forward after this one and somewhere along the line it becomes a mental thing with the kids but you lose this one and then you turn around and i think it's old miss next you you start to scratch your head a little bit and you're wondering how many can you win this year you know it's interesting because LSU beat Mississippi State, who I, I think is one of the best teams in the country. I mean, with everything that they have shown before and after, like they're probably a top 15 team. You know, they've cruised past Texas A&M. They blasted Arkansas. You know, they're playing really good football. Then you come up so flat against Tennessee. And I go to back to what Charles Hanegriff said earlier in the week, and, and he was basically saying, hey, look, you got a young team. It's a first year. It's a transition year. Some weeks they're just not going to have it but some weeks they're going to surprise you and they're going to kind of outkick their coverage and do better than what you would expect so it's going to just be that roller coaster year and look the more and more i think about it i think handy's right i think it's going to just be one of those years where they're going to beat the team you expect them to lose to they're going to lose to the team you expect them to play well against it's going to be a roller coaster until we get to the end of the year yep i don't dispute that at all i i agree with that and that's why i say i think there is an infrastructure that's being built there so i I have no problems what happens the rest of the year unless it's totally just fall apart and implode. But I have no problems with that. I do think maybe in the Mississippi State game, and I don't, you know, this is not specifically saying this is how it was set up, but at that time I do think that Daniels was a little bit more of get that first read. If he didn't like what he saw, he ran a little bit more, and now he's not running as much. I don't know if injury has something to do with it. I don't know if it's all about coaching and stuff. But sometimes I would like to see him just free will it because and, and, that's when their offense was at its best this year. And uh, if they can do that against Florida, I think they'll be okay. I'm not scared of Florida's offense at all, and I think that LSU defensively can stop them. Again, a little disappointed at what we saw against Tennessee, but I think they can, and I think they'll be ready for them. I don't know who's going to tackle that quarterback from Florida, though. That guy's <laughs> like a mountain. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. Alabama and Tennessee, look, we got to look at Tennessee on Saturday. And, yeah, they did some good stuff, right? But, you know, LSU wasn't playing as well as Alabama's going to play. That's going to be a big, big matchup. Brian, I'm sure, is listening over in his classroom over at South LaVouche High School. Can the Volunteers beat the Crimson Tide on Saturday? 
Where is that game, out of curiosity? It is, pardon my ignorance. It is in Tennessee. That is, that's going to be interesting. Can they? Yes. Will they? I don't know. It depends on who plays quarterback for Alabama. I mean, that's, that's obviously going to be huge. But I just I have to believe that Alabama is going to do a better job of slowing down Tennessee than what LSU did. Uh, I think we're going to find out a lot about LSU from watching that game, quite honestly. Uh, you know, we're going to find out what – this is the first time – now, let me take that back. If LSU was on the rise and Tennessee just did that, what they did to them last week because they're that good, we're going to find out about that this week. If Alabama just goes in there and blows the doors off of Tennessee, then I'm going to scratch my head even a little bit more about some things. Yeah, no doubt. Let's talk about the New Orleans Saints. They're taking on the Bengals in the Dome on Sunday. Joe Burrow coming to town. There's been all kinds of debate and discussion about who to root for and who not to root for. My message has been, man, root for whoever the heck you want to root for. But the big news around Saints camp is Jameis Winston has been practicing on a limited basis. We don't know if he's going to be available for Sunday. I could make the argument that he shouldn't be the starter, even if he is available. But what say you, Stan? If Jameis is a full go, will they stick with Dalton or will they ride back with Jameis Winston under center? Listen, from everything they're saying in Saints camp, they're going to go with Jameis Winston when he's ready to go. Uh, whether he's ready to go this week, I'm not quite sure, but that's what they're saying is happening. And, and it's hard because as a person who sits here and watches the game on a Sunday, you have seen that Andy Dalton has done some good things the last couple of weeks, and you sort of want to throw your eggs in the basket with him as a fan. But but as a coach, the coaching part of me thinks, I'm not there at practice every day. I don't see. I don't know how the locker room responds to the two. I don't know what's going on with that. So you want to trust the coaches. But, again, as a fan who has just seen what happens on Sundays, Man, you know, I, I sort of want Dalton to be the quarterback. Uh, but but I truly believe that when Jameis Winston is healthy, they're going right back to Jameis Winston. Man, look, they got to give Dalton the opportunity to face the Bengals, man. Like, he was a Bengal forever. It'd be a chance to maybe play with a little extra chip on his shoulder. And, look, man, he, he won last week. He played pretty well the week before that. Like, let Winston rest, man. He's still got a broken back. Uh, I, I say give Dalton another week, and, and let's see how it shakes out. Yeah, they got a few of those. You know, I know everybody's talking about, you know, Burrow and, and Chase coming back home and everything that ties into the Bengals sort of becoming an LSU, kind of like the Saints or Ohio State feeding ground. Uh, the one that is interesting to me, and this has obviously a Saints tie-in, I think the person who has played on one of these teams who has the most or is going to have the most uh, significance in this game is the defensive end who left the Saints a couple of years ago to go play with the Bengals. I think that guy's a beast, and I'm sure he's going to want to show the Saints. Uh, Hendricks, I think it is, that you know you needed to fess up and you needed to do whatever you needed to do to keep me here. And I know that there's no bridges burned. Don't get me wrong, but I don't care. Whenever you go play for another team, whether it be Andy Dalton who wants to beat the Bengals or even, you know, Joe Burrow who wants to come back to Louisiana and show everybody that, you know, he's doing just fine with the Bengals. You have that. It's just natural. And uh, that guy scares me because I don't care if it's Dalton back there or Jameis Winston. He's going to be chasing both of those guys down. What 
What about Eli Apple, man? He was maligned and booed, and then he left New Orleans and said, man, I hated it there. The food wasn't any good, blah, blah, blah. He returns. I'm sure he's not going to get a very pleasant welcoming from the New Orleans fans. No, no, but, but the, here's the difference. The New Orleans fans don't want to see Hendricks. They don't want to see Joe Burrow. They don't want to see Jamar Chase. They sure do want to see Eli <laughs> Apple as much as possible on the field. Man, look, one of the big NFL games Sunday is going to involve uh, the squad that I root for, my Dallas Cowboys. They're 4-1. and one. They're traveling to take on the only undefeated team left, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles on paper are a big favorite, but, hey, the Rams last week were a big favorite on paper, and Dallas locked them up and, and threw away the key. So you got an Eagles offense that's been great against a Dallas defense that's been tremendous as well. Something's got to give here. Cowboys are only allowing 14 points a game this year, which is crazy. They're sacking quarterbacks at an alarming rate. They're stopping the run at, a, at an alarming rate. This is going to be a fun football game to watch, whether it's Rush, whether it's Prescott. Looks like it's going to be Rush. But either way, this is going to be a fun football game to watch on Sunday night. Well, I think Dallas has sort of found that non-sexy way to win, and I don't mean that as it, that is not a cut down at all. It, it's sort of the Baltimore Ravens from back when, when they would win. You don't have to be super great on offense but you have to have some sort of efficiency and they do and they do but then you get to defense and they could just shut you down so i think they have something going there i was i was definitely wrong with philadelphia thinking they would be the team they are i think they are good i think that they have played much better than i thought they would play but i still don't think they're the elite team you know and I think there's somebody who's going to kind of come along and prove that. I looked at their schedule, and I'm not, you know, I mean, I know they took care of the Vikings, but the Vikings are up and down, and actually the Saints should have beat the Vikings. So all of that being said, I, I could see the Cowboys going in and win this one. I think this is a, well, if you're better, this is going to be an interesting one to bet on. But I think you have two of the better teams, obviously, in the NFC playing this weekend. Bills and Chiefs, that's a Sunday afternoon contest. And are those the two best teams in the NFL? Because I think right now they are. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's just passing the eye test. But it looks like the Chiefs, especially what we saw them do earlier this week, they could just turn it on and turn it off whenever they want. You know, and uh, they, yeah, it's pretty amazing what they can do. The only thing is I'm not as confident in their defense. And then you have Buffalo where I think Buffalo sort of feels a little bit of that pressure of everybody in the world saying you're great. And sometimes they handle it really well and sometimes they get themselves behind the eight ball. But, yeah, I, 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 in all of football, I think that's the two best teams right now. Before we let you go, last question. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk some Major League Baseball because it is the playoffs. Right now we've got the Astros that are taking on the Mariners. We've got the Yankees who are taking on the Guardians. On the National League side, the Braves and the Phillies are deadlocked one apiece, as well as the Dodgers and the Padres who are deadlocked one apiece. Have you been catching any of those games? Man, man, it was just a, a heartbreaking, gut-wrenching loss for Seattle in Game 1. They thought they had it won, then the Astros just come with a frenzy and take Game 1. Game two's actually in about an hour, or about two hours or so out in Houston. Uh, that'll be fun to watch, man. The, the baseball playoffs in general, I think it's wide open. A lot of folks assume the Dodgers are going to just run away with it, but, you know, the Padres are chasing them down. The Braves are playing some good baseball. The Phillies are playing well. I think it's wide open right now in both in both leagues right now. Absolutely. I do, too. I think you could throw. 
I know it's the old cliche, you could throw the records out. You definitely can throw all of these records out. I think any one of the teams could win it. I saw a little bit of the Braves game, I, uh, the second game. I saw only, believe it or not, only the last inning of the Astros game. <laughs> which, that was a pretty good inning yeah. to watch if you're an Astros fan. Uh, I stayed away from the Dodgers and the Padres. I actually had the opportunity to watch it. And just because with the Dodgers, I'm not a big Dodgers fan, and I I hate that idea of getting all of those superstars there and just running rough shot. And that's sort of what I thought they would do. But uh, in that second game, it looks like the Padres are kind of bowing up a little bit. So I agree with you. I think it could be anybody, and it's who gets hot and who's pitching is sort of falling in line. And we'll, and and I think there's going to be some big pitch. Listen, Berlander didn't look good the other day. I think there's going to be some guys that we thought, or it was a given that they were going to go out and win their start, that it won't happen that way. So yeah, it, it right now to say you know who's going to win it all is really ridiculous. Yep, very good. Well, look, my friend, we thank you so much for the time. Enjoy whichever game you choose to go to tonight, and I'll uh, I'll be at uh, the Ellender game. If you're not there, I'll send you some scores, brother. Yeah, and I think I will be at the other game because it's two of our Terrebonne Parish teams, and obviously with our athletic trainers, that's who we cover. So, yep, that'll be a good deal. We can we can converse during the game. Very good. Take care of yourself, man. We'll chat Saturday. All right, talk to you later, Casey. Yep, that is Stan Gravois doing a wonderful job, as always. We love chatting with him. I know he's a big Astros fan. He's excited. <clears throat> Why? Okay, this is not a Stan thing. This is something completely off topic, but – the Guardians and the Yankees are rained out. They're not playing today. The Astros were scheduled for 237. Why is TBS not kicking that game down the road to nighttime? Why are we choosing to have a day game when we could have just a one primetime night game? Doesn't make any sense to me, but I don't make the rules. I just uh, complain about them, right? <laughs> it's play by play on KLEB. When we get back, we're going to chat about LSU. Then we've got some Lakers talk to, you know, to have, a little discussion to have. Then we got Chris Duga. Then we got our betting picks. It's play-by-play -play right here on KLEB. The music on the bayou. The all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market's Feels like home. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. 
did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. Welcome back to Play by Play. We thank Stan Grabaugh for his time in the last segment. Ellis talks some LSU football. The Tigers are taking on the Florida Gators um, in a matchup of two teams that really are very similar. Two teams that are having a hard time throwing the football. Two teams that are struggling for their identity, um, struggling to figure some things out under first-year coaches. Uh, two teams, if you look at the numbers, are, are eerily similar. LSU's averaging... 428 yards offense, Florida 436. Uh, Both teams are getting about the same in terms of their spread. LSU is getting a little bit more passing, 256 yards passing compared to 222 for Florida. Rushing for LSU is 172, Florida 213. Now the difference is LSU's defense has been good and Florida's defense has been a train wreck. LSU's defense is allowing 328 yards per game. Florida's giving up 412. Florida's giving up yards on the ground, 186 yards per game rushing allowed, 226 yards passing allowed. LSU's a two-and-a-half-point underdog in the game, over under 50-and-a-half. Um, some keys. LSU's going to have to figure out how to force some turnovers on Saturday in the swamp. Richardson, the Florida quarterback, will we'll give it to you. He, he'll, he'll throw it your way. In his career... He has 12 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. 
He is a redshirt sophomore quarterback. This is his third season for his career. He has more touchdowns than he has interceptions. And that's not just a new fad. That's not just, you know, something that developed, you know, whenever he was or not, I'm sorry, not just an old fad. That's not just something that he he did early in his career. No, he's still doing it now. For this season, he has five touchdowns and seven interceptions. So when under duress, he's going to give you the football. In all of his last five games, he has thrown at least one interception. He threw one against Missouri this past weekend, threw one against Eastern Washington the weekend before that, threw one against Tennessee, threw two against South Florida, threw two against Kentucky. He will throw you the football. And in recent weeks, Florida really has just kind of not made much of a push to throw it at all. Napier's kind of running that UL Lafayette offensive system that he had where they're going to be very run heavy. A lot of zone read, a lot of power running. Then they'll just try to pop a play action and throw it over your head. Last week, they were 8-14 of passing for 66 yards against Missouri. They choose not to throw the ball when possible. They would much prefer to run the football, much prefer to try to control the game that way. Last week against Missouri... They ran it 32 times compared to throwing in 14. They ran it for 231 yards. Had a lot of success getting a lot of different guys involved. Montrell Johnson, a Louisiana guy. Trevor Etienne, a Louisiana guy. And then Richardson runs it a lot as well. So LSU's defense will have to force some turnovers. The next point of emphasis, LSU's defense is going to have to win first down. This is going to be the number one key of this game. Because on first down, Richardson's taking a shotgun snap and he's putting it in the belly of his running back. And the running back's either going to take it or Richardson's going to pull it out and look to run. They're going to run on first down a ton. They're trying to get three, four, five yards, get second and five, and they could kind of control the rest of the down and distance sequence. If you throw them for a no gain or, you know, heaven forbid, drop them for a loss or, you know, give up just one yard and you force them into predictable down-and-distance situations, they're going to punt it to you all night. It'll be punt after punt after punt after punt after punt, and it's going to be a low-scoring, ugly game like the Auburn game. That's what LSU wants this to be. But if they're getting four, five, six yards on first down and they're staying ahead of the chains, they're going to run the ball all game long. They're going to control the clock. You're never going to have the ball. You're going to get frustrated on offense, and then they're going to have you chasing the entire game much like they did to Utah. They beat a top team in the country this year. Again, these teams are very similar. They have the win over Utah. LSU has the win over Mississippi State. Both teams have some losses to similar opposition. They lost to Tennessee. Close. LSU got blown out by Tennessee. They lost to Kentucky. LSU lost to Florida State. Kentucky and Florida State are very similar. This would be very evenly matched teams, and I think that LSU defensively needs to win first down. You win first down, you get them off the field. You lose first down, you'll never have the football. On the flip side to that, LSU is going to have their left tackle back in the lineup. Will Campbell will be back. Can the Tigers consistently, consistently play offense without being their own nemesis? And what I mean by that is, on in the Tennessee game, LSU was moving the ball at times. From the 30 to, like, their 40, hey, moving it okay. 
Then you give up a busted assignment up front, you get sacked. Then you have a holding penalty. Then you have an illegal shift or illegal formation. And then before you know it, it's third and 17, and you're having to throw a screen just to try to get better field position to punt the football. If LSU could stay out of their own way offensively and just play clean, just play clean, they'll have a chance to sustain offense against a Florida defense that isn't very good. But you're also going to have to handle the noise and handle the crowd and handle the environment better than you did at Auburn. Because LSU's played one road game this season, and it was a wreck. This may be the worst game that they've played all season, including Tennessee. Auburn is not very good. You went on the road, and you kind of gagged all over yourself, and then Auburn just kind of gave it away to you. They put one on the ground. You run it in for a touchdown defensively. Busted coverage. You go down the field there. Auburn's coach is going forward on fourth and 10 and doing all kinds of nonsense and really escorting you to the winner's circle. Florida shouldn't do that. Whichever team is going to handle the the vibe around them, especially the early stages of the game, I think is going to have a leg up. Stan touched on something that I think is very important in this one, and it's that, look, we all know. We're not dumb. We're watching the games. We understand this. We know LSU's not going to win the national championship this season. We know LSU's got some more losses coming down the road. We just want to see this team the rest of the way. Look, you've played six games. You've got six more to go. We hope there's a seventh game on the back end of that, and you're able to win two more and get to a bowl. We know that um, the LSU team's a little bit behind it. We just want to see the team play with that competitive spirit the rest of the way. <clears throat> Ogeron teams at the end of the year tended to have a little quit about them sometimes. Not last year. He was an interim coach. They were trying to finish him out strong. But Ogeron teams and Miles teams, after they would lose a few at times, there would be a little bit of, uh, we're not interested anymore. This team still has a lot to play for because a lot of these guys are building on what they're doing now to get ready for next season. There's a lot of these boys in that lineup right now who are going to be in that same lineup next fall. Most of your offensive line, your quarterback, uh, your running back situation should be similar. A lot of those wide receivers are going to be back. Defensively, you're a little more experienced, so you'll be piecing some things together a little bit more, especially in the secondary and some other places. But by and large, you've got a lot of guys who are trying to carry some momentum into next fall. And I want to see that not urgency, that's not the right word, but just that spirit and that vibe and that, hey, man, let's go and, and let's let's build that foundation. Don't want to see another 40 to 10. Don't want to see another you know 35 to nothing. Want to see a team playing competitively and giving themselves a chance in the fourth quarter and trying to figure out how to win a damn road game at a, a very rowdy venue in a very spirited rivalry matchup between two teams and two schools that don't like one another. This is a big game for LSU in that respect. Can you find that winning spirit? Can you find that competitiveness? And can you get up off of the mat after a tough week last Saturday and come back swinging and say, hey, man, we're still every Saturday going to be in this thing? Because you've got a rough schedule coming up, but you have proven that you could beat some of the top teams. Mississippi State's really damn good. You went with them stride for stride and beat them soundly in the second half. If you could get by this one, then you're hosting Ole Miss. That'll be tough. Whatever it may be, it is what it is. The schedule is what it is. But can you just keep fighting? Can you just keep playing with that competitive spirit and that zest and that vibe 
LSU could do that on Saturday, I think they'll take a massive step forward. Likewise, if they don't play with much spirit and they just kind of roll over and get you know walloped again, I think it would be a step backwards for Coach Kelly and his rebuilding transition. This is part of a huge college football weekend. There are so many matchups around the country that a lot of folks are going to be glued to. Top 10 matchup early Saturday morning, you got Penn State and Michigan. Then the SEC, you got Auburn taking on Ole Miss. Auburn's behind the eight ball, but that'll still be an exciting game. Kansas is traveling to take on an Oklahoma team that is searching for answers, searching desperately for answers. Oklahoma, though, is a nine-point favorite in the game. How about that? I told you guys during during the mailbag yesterday that Kansas was the most overrated team in the country. Well, guess what? Las Vegas agrees with me because they're traveling to take on a team that's been blown out three weeks in a row, and they're still an underdog. Texas is hosting Iowa State. That'll be fun. Of course, Alabama and Tennessee, all the uh, hoopla surrounding that matchup. Oklahoma State and TCU, that's number eight versus number 13. NC State and uh, and Syracuse, who's quietly undefeated. That's two ranked matchups, uh, or two ranked teams in a matchup. Clemson traveling to take on Florida State. Clemson better be very weary of Florida State. That'll be in Tallahassee. That'll be a matchup there. Whew, that's going to be a spicy one at 630. Mississippi State and Kentucky. Then you've got USC and Utah. I'm calling it right now. Utah is going to beat USC on Saturday night. Um, but, man, there's going to be a lot of intriguing matchups between teams that are ranked, are going on the road, are facing maybe their most stiff cop, uh, opposition throughout the course of the year. It's going to be a fun Saturday for college football. I'm going to be at Nichols and Incarnate Word, but I will be very closely following all of the happenings around the sport throughout the course of the day. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Thibodeau High School. Chris Dugas will be on the line. He'll be talking with us about his matchup with HL Bourgeois tomorrow. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage in Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hello, friends. Friends and family, Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems. 
your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play. We go to the phone lines one last time today, and we make a trip out to Thibodeau High School. We have their head football coach, Coach Chris Duga, on the line. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good. How's it going? Pretty good, bro. You guys have a big matchup with Bourgeois coming tomorrow night, taking on a Braves team that, uh, look, they, they got that good power running game going. They get off the field defensively pretty well on third downs. It'll be a challenge for your crew. What are some things that you guys are working on in practice this week? Well, of course, we, uh, we're we trying to get a little better in coverage. We've been struggling with that all year long uh, with our defensive backfield. And you may see a few offensive guys uh, double over there uh, for the next few weeks. And we're just going to try to put our best athletes out there and uh, give ourselves some, some, some more chances on defense. Offensively, we just got to keep doing what we're doing. We I mean, we're pretty much moving the ball around on everybody and, and scoring points. Uh, we just got to keep doing that, you know, and uh, uh, defensively we've got to get some stops. You know, we uh, we played the run really well against E.D. White, and then last week we didn't play the run very well at all against Hollandville. They just kind of pounded us in front. We just didn't play the pass well against E.D. White. So we can't ever put a, uh, a full game together defensively, and we just we, – we're trying to do that, and we, uh, we're moving some guys around, and hopefully that can help us do that, and we can play a complete game in all three phases of the game. Bro, you guys have given up 45 or more in every game except one, that exception being the South Lafouche game. And I know it's eating at you, and I know you guys are working at it. 
that's got to be frustrating as heck, bro, because, you know, you guys are working at it and repping it so hard and just haven't been able to have that light switch moment on the field on Friday. Yeah, and, and I'll say this, too. I mean, we played probably one of the toughest schedules in the state, uh, you know, with, with the teams we played at. You know, at one time, I think the, the teams we had lost to before we played Hornville was 17-3 and three combined. You know, you're looking at East St. John undefeated, uh, Lutcher, St. James, and E.D. White all with one loss. I mean, and pretty much all of those teams are blowing through their opponents. So, uh, you know, we've managed to, to scratch the surface on offense against those teams. We just we just haven't been able to slow them down, you know, and uh, that's what we're working on. And, you know, in Hornville last week, we came out pretty well. You know, we uh, it was 7-7 in the middle of the second quarter, and, we gave up a big special teams play, which is uncharacteristic of us. And I always preach special teams over here. We just we just uh, didn't do our assignments on a kickoff and got out of our lanes, and a guy blew past us and returned to kickoff for a touchdown. And it was it was a big momentum shift in that game at that time. You know, with us being at seven seven, so uh, you know we just got to clean those things up. And you know, it's just going to be to the point now where we got we've got to put our best eleven guys out there at all at all times and. It's going to call for some guys to do some double duty, but we just we got to do it at this point because we feel like if we can win three out of the last four, we can still get into that top 28 because our power rating is going to be so high from the teams that we've played so far. So we feel like even with you know uh, with four wins this year, we can still scratch the top 28. And at that point, I tell the kids, you know what? Doesn't matter how you get there, as long as you get there, everybody's zero and zero. What's the mood of the guys? Was like you know that you've played a really tough schedule. I know you've played a really tough schedule, but sometimes for the kids, it's hard to understand. They they just see, hey man, one and five, and you know we're struggling to get wins. But have they been showing up, ready to work? And like, have they has their vibe and their spirit still been good despite the tough start? I tell everybody we look like we practice like we six and zero. Oh. You know, you wouldn't be able to tell we're one and five at practice. We practice really upbeat. We don't have kids missing. We haven't had kids quit the team. Uh, we're still out there with the same guys we were out there at the beginning of the year with. Now, we've had a plethora of injuries. We, we're probably about 17 guys short, uh, you know, due to injuries. We, I think going into Hanville, we had 15, and we added two more no. against Hanville, you know. And, it, I mean, and it's not all starters, but it's some guys that, you know, play key backup roles and play key roles on special teams. And now that, that you know, that starter that didn't have to go the whole game, you know, uh, is now having to play every special team because we're missing some of those guys. And, it, and it's things that range from, you know, a dislocated elbow for one of our starting offensive linemen that finished him off for the year, you know, uh, a broken ankle, uh, a, a torn MCL. It's, it's, all, it's, it's a whole bunch of different injuries. It's not one type or another. A dislocated shoulder uh, last week was, uh, was another one that fit, this is the second dislocation for this kid. And he was in a harness from the first one. And it's just – it's been some bad luck with injuries, you know, so uh, that, that's been an issue for us as far as keeping our numbers up uh, on Friday nights. And, I mean, we may have to bring a few freshmen up to, uh, to you know, to help us out at the end of the year. You know, we, we're having a great year in freshmen. We had not lost a ball game yet. We got two ties and no losses. So uh, we're really excited about that young group. And our JB group's been playing really well, too. But, uh, you know, it's just – when you get those injuries sometimes, and, and it doesn't always have to be a starter, it just it just really hurts. I saw Bourgeois a couple times this season. Man, everything goes through their quarterback. He runs it, he throws it. You know, if it's third and two, 
He's getting it in the shotgun. He's running it straight up the middle. I'm sure a big point of emphasis this week in practice is, man, you got to take care of the head of the snake. You got to make sure he's under control. Well, the big thing with him is you got to wrap him up. You got to tackle him. He's a big guy. He sheds a lot of tackles. And then we watched him on film against East St. John. He played both ways the whole game. He played middle linebacker and he played quarterback. So, I mean, he's a do everything guy for him. He's a tough kid. Uh, he's definitely going to be a challenge for us because. Having a running quarterback is always a challenge for a defense. So we got to keep him contained, and I think if we can keep him contained, we'll be in pretty good shape. Um, in terms of your offense, you know, you guys said you know you're moving the football. I know at one point earlier in the season you weren't fin- uh, weren't satisfied with the way you guys were finishing drives. Said that hey, we're getting it from the thirty to the thirty, but we're not always punching it in. Is that something you guys are still trying to work on? We're still working on that. We still had some instances where. You know, especially against E.D. White, you know, at, at the time it's 28-14, we finish a drive, it's 28-21 and a half, and we don't, you know, from the, uh, from the two-yard line. We had, we had four plays dialed up, and we just didn't execute. I mean, we had, we had a couple of good situations and some mismatches dialed up, and we just didn't, we didn't execute on those four plays, you know, four separate plays that we could have scored on either one of them. And, uh, you know, it's still a point of emphasis for us, especially when we get inside that five-yard line. We're not – the biggest team in the world with uh, massive tight ends. So we're, we're a smaller team, and we don't really have a true short yardage package. So we're still having to kind of run our offense from that area. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been an issue for us on offense. But I think we're starting to overcome it a little bit. We did, we did against Hanville. When we got the ball down there, we punched it in. We were able to run the ball really well against Hanville, which, uh, I mean, that's a great thing for us, especially losing – one of our starting offensive linemen for the year. So uh, that was a welcome sight for us, taking a little bit of pressure off of Ian to not have to throw it so much. Coach, we know that the three River teams are all very proficient this season. East St. John's undefeated, Destrand's undefeated, Hanvo took some lumps, but they've been losing to the other undefeated teams. Give us kind of a little scouting report of those squads. Look, man, we see the scores, but we don't see them in person much down here. Uh, Give us a scouting report of some of the things that they do well. Well, we haven't we haven't locked horns with Destrahan yet. That's week ten. But East St. John is just speed. They're just extremely fast on uh, you know every position on the field, uh, especially at the wide receiver position. Not uh, super tall or rangy, but the two little receivers they have they have to be ten five hundred kids because they just they just blow right by you. And that's how they got us. We were twenty six twenty at the half. And it should have been 27-26. We had a score called back right before the half uh, on a penalty. And uh, we should have been up at the half. And in the second half, they just they just decided to go deep on us a whole bunch of times. And we had guys in position but just couldn't keep up. You know, they're just extremely fast. Their defense is extremely fast. they got a really good quarterback that, you know, if he doesn't get it out, he can, he can hurt you with his legs, you know. But uh, Hanville – is the typical Hornville team, big physical up front. Uh, they're going to pound you up front with the run game and uh, just play solid defense, and they, they do a good job of just milking the clock. We, we had limited possessions against those guys. We really didn't have a whole lot of possessions, and that's what got us, you know, because they were able to just hold on to the ball and have long drives. So uh, they're all uh, pretty decent, you know, uh, Hanville might be a little bit weaker than what they've been in the past. They just they uh, they had some injuries at the quarterback position, so they're playing some different guys. But 
the guy they have there right now is an exceptional athlete. He'd probably be a starting running back for most teams, you know. But uh, three good teams, of course. And Destrehan, you know, we haven't locked horns with him yet, but we've seen him on film, and they're huge at every position, fast at every position. Might be uh, one of the best Destrehan teams we've seen in the past couple of years. Very good. Coach, before we let you go, uh, what are some keys to victory you guys are taking on Bourgeois tomorrow? What are some things you guys have to do well? we got to continue to run the football. We did that really well last week. It was a welcome sight. I think if we can run the football and, you know, we we go fast-paced sometimes, and I think part of the problem is we get our defense on the field too much because at the beginning of the year I felt like we were scoring too fast, you know, and the defense was on the field too much. So hopefully we can run the ball, have some extended drives, keep our defense off the field, especially with some of the offensive guys that are going to be pulling double duty. And uh, we got to do something in the special teams to flip the game. we got to block a punt, uh, return a kick, do something like that, because we, uh, we, we really need to make the special teams special because we haven't done that in the past couple of weeks. Very good, my friend. Look, good chatting with you. Thanks so much for the time. Good luck tomorrow, bro. All right, man. Thanks. There's Coach Chris Dugat with Thibodeau High School. They're hungry for one. They have lost four games in a row. It's good to hear, though, right? Your team loses four in a row. It's good to hear a coach say, yeah, we're struggling, but no one's quit. No one's give up. The kids are, you know, the kids are still showing up to practice. They're still working hard. That's really awesome to hear because a lot of other programs around the state, it wouldn't be that same way. There'd be a lot of defections, a lot of guys hanging their head. A lot of guys who you know wouldn't be showing up on time, would be late, would be causing problems. So to hear that that's not actually been a situation at Thibodeau, that's pretty damn good to hear. Now, they've got three coming up. Remember he said, hey, if we think we win three out of four, we're going to get in. Got Bourgeois Central and Terrebonne. It's got to be all those three. What you don't want to have happen is you don't want to be facing Week 10 at Destrehan needing to win that game to get in. That's not what you want to have happen because – you know, he, he said Destran might be one of the best Destran teams that we've seen. We told you the scores. We've read you the numbers. We've read you the score differential. We've told you that they've only allowed 11 points all year. He's not lying to you. Um, so, yeah, you got to win the next three. The playoffs begin right now for Thibodeau High School. You have to beat Bourgeois. I think you're going to be favored to do that. You have to beat Central. You're going to certainly be favored to win there. Then the Terrebonne game, that'll be more of a, a toss-up type style game. Have to win all three of those games. And then just hope that the numbers work out for you and your strength of schedule will, will power, you, power you forward. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to talk a little NBA and then we'll get you your betting picks and then we'll get out of here. It's play-by-play on KLEB. One more segment to go here on 102.7. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Oorah! I am Wilbur Lewis, a Vietnam veteran. With the help of some generous donors, I'm trying to get our local veterans together along with their wives for a Veterans Day dinner at the VFW Hall in La Rose on November the 12th at 6.30 p.m. If I have not contacted you yet and you are interested in attending the dinner, please text me your name and phone number and the branch of service, 
3849-637-3849. Hoorah! Thank you. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Listen up. Need some fast bucks? Then play fast bucks from the lottery. Win up to $6,000. Visit your favorite lottery retailer and ask for fast bucks today for your chance to win up to $6,000. All right, folks. Do you love crosswords? Then play extra, extra crossword from the lottery. Win up to $30,000. Stop at any lottery retailer and ask for extra, extra crossword today for your chance to win up to $30,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Your brand new Galliano Fresh Market is now open seven days a week. Our team is ready to help make your shopping experience all that it can be. Galliano Fresh Market has been blessed to serve this community for over four decades. This family-owned supermarket understands the needs and values of this community. Whether it be the bakery, butcher shop, catering, produce, or shopping boat orders, you will find everything you need all under one roof at Galliano Fresh Market. Check out our weekly ads online at gallianomarket.com. A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A? An A is excellent. And an A is what Thibodeau Regional earned for patient safety from the LeapFrog Group, a leading healthcare quality and safety organization. This A in patient safety is yet another confirmation of Thibodeau Regional's commitment to providing patients with the highest quality, safest care. thank Chris Dugas for his time. We thank Stan Grava for his time. It is play-by-play here on KLEB. Let's thank our sponsors one more time for allowing us to be here. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Booty, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Join us on Saturday, 10 o'clock for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts. It's presented by Terrebonne General Health System, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company, the Sports Corner, every Saturday. And then one more reminder, Join us every Friday night for varsity football coverage. It's homecoming. Pre-game, 6.30, kickoff, 7 o'clock, South Lafouche and Morgan City. Our broadcast, is, our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, and Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals. It'll be a fun one tomorrow night 
in Galliano. It's homecoming. They got the bonfire tonight and everything in between. I've got some betting picks for you, but first, before we get you those, I, I promised you that we'd make fun of Russell Westbrook. Um, folks don't watch NBA preseason, and I get it. Hell, I can make the argument that fo- folks don't watch the NBA regular season. Those numbers haven't been too good either. But the Lakers played the Minnesota Timberwolves in preseason action last night. And it was it was embarrassing how uninterested Russell Westbrook is in what's happening out in L.A. The starting lineups are announced and people are running through the tunnel and they're hoorahing and they're at midcourt and they're all in a huddle together and they're getting fired up. Russell Westbrook is by himself on the bench, like stretching and going through the routine. There's a key moment in like the third quarter of the game, and I say key moment very loosely. It's a preseason game where the Lakers are trying to get a stop. And I believe it was Anthony Edwards who drove to the basket, and Russell Westbrook fouls him. Patrick Beverly, trying to be a leader, calls a defensive huddle. Four players go into the defensive huddle. Russell Westbrook had to be forcibly pulled into the defensive huddle by Anthony Davis. And then even then, he stood about six feet outside of the defensive huddle. There's some serious chemistry issues there in Los Angeles. Russell Westbrook's role right now within the L.A. offense in the preseason has not been great. Last night, he had three shot attempts. Three shot attempts. One of three shooting. Two of the three were three-pointers. That's not his game at all. Russ had five points in the game. Three rebounds, four assists. The Lakers made the move this offseason and decided, hey, we're going to get Patrick Beverly, get a little more leadership, get a little more toughness. Knowing that that was going to alienate Russell Westbrook, who cannot stand Patrick Beverly for the life of him. That's been a longstanding rivalry between the two. And now they're having to deal with it. I think the plan was, hey, we're going to move on from Westbrook. Then they couldn't find a suitor. And then now they had to play good and make up with him and try to make it work. Well, it ain't working. You could see it in the preseason right now. It ain't working. And when the games start to matter, it's only going to get worse. Google it. Find it on Twitter. You will be entertained to see, A, what he was doing during the starting lineups, B, what he was doing during the game. The dude is a wreck. And the Lakers are a wreck. They are 1-4 in preseason. They're not playing well. What they have doesn't work. It's a great year or a great set of years to own the Lakers draft picks like the Pelicans do. Speaking of the Pelicans, they fell last night in NBA preseason action. Again, we don't care about the result of preseason. But what we do care about is Zion Williamson leaving a game injured. As a sprained ankle, he was precautionarily taken out of the game. Here we go. Here we go. I hope this is a short-term thing. I hope for the life of me this is not something that's going to linger. I hope this is not an Anthony Davis situation where for the rest of the season he's going to play two games and sit two games because of some nagging injury. But it wasn't great reading that alert on the phone last night. Hey, Zion Williamson leaves with an ankle injury in the Pelicans preseason game. 
They're already without Brandon Ingram, who's hurt with God knows what. They're just getting McCollum back. It was not great to see, was not great to read, and I just hope it's not a harbinger of things to come. College football tonight, we slide into our betting picks. I like over 46.5 points for Central Florida and Temple. Uh, Central Florida's offense is really good. I think that they're going to almost get that number themselves tonight against Temple, so I like over in that matchup. I like under 55.5 for Baylor and West Virginia. The Dave Aranda defense will slow down West Virginia enough, make that an ugly game. I like under in that matchup. Major League Baseball tonight. I like, uh, let's see, I like under 6.5 runs between the Mariners and the Astros. Luis Castillo throwing for Seattle. Framber Valdez throwing for the Astros. I don't see uh, very much offense there. I think that both teams are going to struggle to score. Then the NFL tonight. Oh, man, this is going to be ugly. No one wants to watch the Commanders and the Bears tonight. I'll go Commanders plus one, I guess. This is not an official pick. This is just me saying I guess just because I feel like throwing something out there. I will go Carson Wentz over 220 passing yards. I think that he's going to have a fairly nice day. Um, But that's going to be an ugly, ugly game between two teams that are not very good. We're going to put a pin in it right here for today. Tomorrow, we're going to have Damian St. Pierre. We're going to have Chandler Guitros. We're going to be talking about South Lafouche and Morgan City. We're going to be recapping the action from around the area. That'll be happening tonight. Two big matchups in the area tonight. Vanderbilt and South Terrebonne over at Marcelo. And then you got Ellender and Assumption out in the swamp. That'll be two games that will very heavily shape how we're going to be looking at and viewing our local 4A district. In addition, we'll be giving weekend predictions, breaking down the Saints matchup with the Bengals. We haven't touched on that one too heavily. I know we did break down LSU and Florida earlier in the show, so tomorrow will be the Saints' turn. I'll tell you why I think it's a, a better matchup for New Orleans on Sunday than a lot of folks, I think, think or realize why the Saints have a pretty good chance. By tomorrow, we should also have a better idea of what Jameis Winston's availability or inavailability is going to be. We'll talk about that. And then we'll break down some of the other matchups in the NFL because it's a loaded week of football. I told you earlier in the show about the college football matchups we're excited about. What about the pro? You got Dallas and Philly. You got Buffalo and the Chiefs. It's a good weekend this coming weekend to just sit on the couch and do nothing. And guess what? That's exactly what I plan to do. So that's it for me, y'all. It's been a wonderful day. Looking outside looks like a beautiful day. Enjoy the rest of it. Be safe on the roads. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Be kind. Make a difference. You've been listening to Play by Play. I'll be back tomorrow at the same time. God bless everybody. Have a wonderful day. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.